0: welcome we are so glad you've joined us today are you ready for another basar christian church podcast let's get straight into it today i want to share for a few minutes on the gift of peace our crazy world needs peace more than ever a lot of people's hearts need peace and uh john 14 verse 1 and 2 says don't worry or surrender to your fear Wow, that's interesting. Fears come, but you can choose to resist them or surrender to them. And Jesus says, Don't worry or surrender to your fear, for you've believed in God. Now trust and believe in me also. My Father's house has many dwelling places. If it were otherwise, I would tell you plainly, because I go to prepare a place for you. This is Jesus speaking to his disciples, just um the last week of the Passover before he went to the cross. And so he's reassuring them, says, hey, some things are going to happen which you guys won't fully understand, it's going to be really confusing. And he's saying, hey, don't worry or surrender to your fear. I've prepared a place for you and I'm going to walk with you no matter what happens in this world or around. And then a bit later in that chapter, he says this very powerful verse which I want to... Just base today's message on. Verse 27, I leave the gift of peace with you, my peace. So peace is a gift that Jesus offers to all of us every day. He offers it to you today, no matter what your situation is, no matter how crazy it is or how blessed it is, it's a daily choice to receive his gift and live in it. I give you. My gift of peace. Not the kind of fragile peace given by the world, but my perfect peace. Wow. When God gives us peace, it fills your mind, your heart, your emotions, your dreams for the future, dealing with the past, other people. He says, I will give you my perfect peace. And some of us are saying, "Wow, my mind isn't at peace right now. Well, God wants to remind you he's offering his perfect peace. peace. Don't yield to fear. Here it is again, same chapter. Don't yield to fear or be troubled in your hearts. Instead, be courageous. I love this. When you don't yield to fear and you live with the gift of peace, you'll have courage to face whatever happens in your world. You'll have courage to face the craziness that's going on in our nation, around the world. You will have courage when you've got peace in your heart and mind. When you've got peace with God, peace with yourself and peace with others, you've got great courage. But when there's confusion, strife, fear, worry ruling you, it will then rob your courage and you'll be discouraged and struggling to stay on top. So here we have, I leave the gift of peace with you. So the question is today, do we know that peace? And are we going to live in it? And if Jesus gives us the gift of peace, then we can give it to others. What a beautiful truth that is. It's a beautiful gift of peace. And I want to unpack that a little bit more today. I love this one, Psalm 119, 165 says in the Amplified, Great peace, who though... Have they who love your law, and nothing shall offend them or make them stumble. Wow. If we really love God and His Word and His promises and presence, it says nothing, no thing, nothing will offend you or cause you to stumble. Wow. Everyone gets offended so easily today, these days, is not it? my rights and my opinion and, and so we end up offending people so often, but the Bible says that if we have and His Word living in our hearts and we have the gift of peace filling us, it says no one or nothing will offend you you say that's impossible I've learned when I'm saturated with God's Spirit, I've been in revival meetings or on a missions trip the craziest thing, I can say the, the dumbest, rudest things and it just bounces straight off It doesn't get in here or here because I'm just at that moment so saturated and overflowing with God's peace. and But I don't live like that all the time. But I believe God wants to teach us that if we love His law. So I got my little gift bag today. Hooray, it says. God's good. So what's in the gift bag? I have a copy of God's Word. And if God's Word, I love your Word, if I keep it in my heart, I won't be offended and I won't stumble. So I want to encourage you. Some people say, well, I've just got these weaknesses and I just stumble so easily. Hey, we all have those, but I let me tell you, if you love His presence and His Word, it's going to help you to stumble less. And if you do stumble, you'll, you'll get back up really quickly because failure is not having a battle or even tripping failures when you refuse to get up and go again and God wants us I believe to know that the gift of his peace is so precious in our lives and it says this and it says I've sorry we'll go down to John 16 33 just a couple chapters more this this verse I love this it says everything I've taught you is so that the peace which is in me will be in you. So you haven't got to try and work up and just study for five years to study peace so I can get a handle on it and understand it all. Jesus is peace. So when he's in us, peace starts to fill us and flow out of us. So you don't have to know all the the 55 steps to have peace in your life. Just know Jesus, receive his gift of peace every day and you will find it will strengthen you. And it says, and you will have great confidence as you rest in me. So before we had courage, now we've got confidence. How? By letting his peace fill our minds and our hearts. I think, Lord, help us not to get distracted by the crazy news that's going on, the fake news, the uh, people's opinions, stress and turmoil and fear for the future. It says, I've come to give you the gift of peace. For in this unbelieving world, you will experience trouble and sorrows. I love Jesus, he tells it like it is. Doesn't sugarcoat the reality. We have trouble and sorrow in this world. Stuff goes on, always has throughout history. But you must be courageous for I have conquered the world. So we go through sorrows and troubles and difficulties happen in life and families aren't perfect and people upset us and we just start following wrong tracks. But it says, this peace will be in you and you can be courageous and have confidence because I have overcome the world. So what are we going to focus on? Are we going to dwell on the problem or are we going to look at Jesus who is the strength of our hearts and lives? Jesus has taken the power this world has to defeat us and has conquered it for us. So peace is resting in His victory. That's a powerful thought, isn't it? You don't have to wrestle to get peace, just rest in His victory and you'll find then God will give you wisdom how to deal with the challenges that come our way. What are some of the robbers of peace? We've already talked about some of them. Fear, anxiety, worry, strife. James 3 says where there's strife, there's room for every other evil work. That's why it says you've got to deal with it. Conflict, unforgiveness. That'll rob your peace quicker than anything. Stress, pressure, debt. If you're overwhelmed with debt, that can take your peace, eh? trauma and lots of others, wounds, they can steal our peace but Jesus come as a gift to give it to us no matter where we are in our life. Romans sixteen nineteen. I love this, says, I'm so happy when I think of you, this is Paul writing to his Roman Christians, because everyone knows the testimony of your deep commitment of faith so I want you to become scholars of all that is good and beautiful and stay pure and innocent when it comes to evil. Don't try to understand evil all the time so you can pray and address it. Just follow Jesus and light and darkness will be shown for what it is. I love this, verse 20. And the God of peace will swiftly pound Satan to a pulp under your feet. This is one of the most incredible verses in the Bible. The God of peace comes out and crushes the lies of the enemy. And the wonderful favour of our Lord Jesus will surround you. The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. Wow. So peace is not always necessarily in action. It's your perspective and it's peace inside your soul. And so the Greek word for crush is sentribo means to beat up someone to a jelly or a pulp. That's what God did to the devil when he died on the cross and rose again. That's what it means. So peace becomes a weapon in God's hands. Let me tell you, when you're at peace, that becomes a powerful weapon to protect you and ward off strife and all the other things that will try and steal from your life. So peace is not just a nice happy state of being where no worries or fear. It's actually a powerful weapon in God's hands. Great peace keeps you safe, and it starts to invade the strife and fear and worry of other people's lives. So it's actually a powerful weapon. That's how it crushes the works of the enemy in other people's lives. So you walk down the shops and people are afraid of what's happening, and, and, and you can walk with a sense of trust and peace that all of a sudden starts to push back the stuff that's swamping their lives. People in our own families get overwhelmed, we all do. But if you carry peace, let me tell you, it's a weapon in God's hands. The way you speak, the way you respond and react under pressure and crisis. Paul writes in Romans 12, 18, If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Come on, Paul, that's impossible. But he says, if it is possible, as far as it depends on you... Live at peace with everyone. We've got to get the word here. One of the reasons that Paul wrote the letter to the Romans was that peace would not have been easy at that time. Paul didn't write the book of Romans while on a peaceful vacation with peaceful people and peaceful circumstances. There there was lots of persecution, constant hardships from the Roman government and opposition from other religions. There was constant battle and he's writing about, if it's possible, live at peace with everyone. Many of his letters he wrote from in jail, chained up to Roman guards and he says, don't be anxious about anything. He's writing that while he's chained up in prison. So this is not just when you're having a happy day on holidays, this is real life when the pressure's on. Paul says, come on, with God, if at all possible, live at peace with everyone. Paul was reminding the Christians that peace is possible. The Greeks of that time, the Greeks thought of peace as the absence of hostility. That's what we often think. Peace is when there's no hostility. But Paul was preaching that peace is the atmosphere that can break into and bring hostility under control. So he's saying... If you've got peace in God and in your own life, you can bring that in and start to destroy the hostility that's destroying others. So, peace, I remember years ago they had a competition for artists to draw a a scene that depicted peace. And so some had had these beautiful sunsets and sunrises and and water and waterfalls and, and all sorts of things. Do you know who won? The one who won was this huge raging river tumbling over a cliff and there's this little bird's nest right in the corner at the top of the cliff with the water going over the top and that bird and its young ones were at peace. They won the award and I think that clearly teaches us that peace is not just when everything's going well, it's your state of heart and mind and your trust in God regardless of what's happening because that's what has great impact in our lives. This peace is a wholeness we have because of our relationship with God. The Hebrew word for peace is shalom, shalom. It's interesting to note that shalom is the word that Hebrew-speaking people use even today in their greetings with others when they are coming and going. It is bringing peace into their greeting and leaving with peace as the last word in their goodbyes. It is important to make a decision to bring an atmosphere of peace, shalom, into every situation and relationship I am placed in. I love that, shalom, peace. And if you've met Jewish people or been to Israel, they use that word still often. And even some churches use it more than we do. Shalom, peace. Their greeting and their parting I pray for God's peace over you. And I think it's a very beautiful truth that we need peace more than ever in the hearts and lives of people and our nation. Remember, John 14, 27, I read earlier, this is in the Amplified, "'Peace I leave with you, my perfect peace I give you, not as the world gives do I give you. Do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be afraid. Let my perfect peace calm you in every circumstance,' and give you courage and strength for every challenge. As Marilyn was saying, be still. Just take some time to let peace settle in our hearts and minds. It's so easy to get racing and pressured. Sometimes we just got to stop, be still, and know that I am God. Let His peace and presence. It might take you 30 seconds, it might take you an hour to still your soul, depending on how strong strong the, tom, the storm's raging and what's fueling it. But God, help us to, to come into that place. Peace is a gift that God gives to believers. It's also an important fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace. I don't think they're written necessarily in order of priority, but it is number three on the list. And I believe that it's a fruit of the Spirit. Say, so I'm not a very peaceful person, I've just had so much challenge in my life. Well, now when you're following Jesus and you're filled with the Holy Spirit, guess what? His nature becomes your nature, which is peace. So we can't use our personality or my background to say, well, I just don't know how to live in this peace. Just hang out with Jesus and peace will become more and more a part of your nature, because that's who He is. Say, oh, I'm just a person who wants to tell my opinions and And too bad what other people think. Hey, you need to let some more fruit of the Spirit come of peace and patience. We need to walk with wisdom and grace in peace in our hearts and our lives. So to live, and it's an evidence to the world that we are different. To live at peace in our world today at times seems like a ridiculous impossibility. The impossible is made possible because Jesus is in us. There is nothing more powerful than to live to bring into a situation the Prince of Peace himself. You notice when craziness is going on and you bring the peace of Jesus or speak his name, the atmosphere shifts immediately. It's very, that's why when we worship, you come in sometimes a bit overwhelmed and peace settles. His love and presence fills your heart when we start to worship and lift up the name of Jesus. So powerful in our hearts and our lives. Note that Paul didn't say, "As far as it depends on other people bringing peace," nor does he say, "As long as the conflicts end in a peaceful way." He says, "As far as it depends on you." Wow! So it's we have a choice to stop and bring that peace in my life. Isn't being prevented by other people's choices? it's made possible by my choices. Peace is often possible, but only if we surrender our offences daily, keep our hearts swept clean in bitterness, and remain humble even when we are hurt or disappointed. And that's, that's tough, but God's grace is there. I love Hebrews 12, 14, 15, in every relationship be swift to choose peace over competition... And run swiftly toward holiness, for those who are not holy will not see the Lord. Verse 15, watch over each other to make sure that no one misses the revelation of God's grace, and make sure no one lives with a root of bitterness sprouting within them, which will only cause trouble and poison the hearts of many. Wow. So bitterness, unforgiveness, strife just brings poison. You've ever been at a party or a Christmas family event and you've got one person there out of 20 people that's got a whole lot of bitterness and unforgiveness and they can poison the whole conversation and everyone can't wait to get out of there. But everyone was happy until they opened their mouth. Because bitterness and unforgiveness, it poisons people's souls. I think, God, help me not to be one who poisons, but help me one that pours life and love and hope and peace what I carry in me and what I f- speak out of me for the kingdom of God. So the opposite of peace isn't chaos, it's often selfishness. Mine and theirs. Self-care is good, self-centeredness is not. And The Holy Spirit wants us to care and like ourselves, love ourselves, but in a way that brings life to others, not self selfishness the best way to activate selfishness to uninvite selfishness in the humility of forgiveness living in the blessing of forgiveness is so much better than living in the constraints of unforgiveness and i was reading through the lord's prayer and the two verses after it. 46 out of the 96 words in the lord's prayer and the two verses after it are about forgiveness almost a half of the Lord's Prayer and the two verses that clarify at the end are about forgiveness. Isn't that incredible? Almost a half is about forgiving one another because it will, bring, it will rob your peace so, so quickly. A couple more verses to wrap it up today. Philippians 4, um, 6-9 to Don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faithful requests before God with overflowing gratitude. Tell Him every detail of your life. Then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. I love that. It's like peace is like a guard standing at the door of your heart and your mind saying, Strife, you're not coming in today. Worry and fear, you're not going to take a hold of me today. The past shame that's not going to rule me today. It's like a guard standing over your heart and mind. Peace is like a weapon in God's armory. What a powerful thought that is. And I believe God wants to help us to see and live in the blessing of that. And it says keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that is authentic and real, honorable and admirable beautiful and respectful, pure and holy, merciful and kind, and fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising Him always, put into practice the example of all that you have heard from me or seen in my life, and God of peace will be with you in all things. Wow, that's beautiful, isn't it? The God of peace will with you in all things. The Bible says to be a peacemaker, not a peacekeeper. It's easy to keep the peace, but peacemakers actually address the issues and bring long lasting peace. Peacekeepers just keep everyone happy and brush everything under the carpet so there's no 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 issues. What's the Bible say? Matthew 5 9, blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Wow, if we're a follower of God, we are, we are out to make peace. James 3 18 says, Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. So obviously we need to set appropriate boundaries in our relationships. Psalm 23 is one of my favourite psalms, probably one of your favourite psalms. Verse 4 says, Even when your path takes you through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me for you already have. Your authority is my strength and my peace. You'll be walking through a dark valley and peace can still be there. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I'll never be lonely for you are near. So today, have you received the gift of peace? Do you live in it? And my next question is, how often do you share that gift with others? Just by your life and your love. And Jesus truly is the Prince of Peace. Romans fifteen thirteen. now may God, the fountain of hope, fill you to overflowing with uncontainable joy and perfect peace as you trust in him. May the power of the Holy Spirit continue to surround your life with his superabundance until you radiate with hope. Thank you for joining us. The Bayside Christian Church community aims to transform our city and beyond with the life and power of Jesus Christ. If you want to know more or just keep in touch, check us out at www.baysidechristianchurch.com.au or follow us on our social media sites at Base Our Christian Church.